Sausage and Pinochle It happened by the grace of God that Joseph Santangelo won his wife in a card game. This fateful game of Pinochle took place in the back room of Santangelo's sausage shop on Mulberry Street in New York City on the last night of the record-breaking heat wave of September 1949. That summer, each day dawned hotter than the day before, and the nights were worse than the days. All night, pregnant women draped wet washcloths over their faces, begged the Madonna for a good night's sleep, and thought how lucky Mary was that her baby was born in December. Children, three and four to a bed, squirmed to escape each other's sweaty skin until their father's curses hissed through the dark, and they dozed off, only to wake moments later, stuck together like jelly apples. Downstairs, the streets belonged to the young men, who gathered on the corners, smoking, tapping their feet as if the sidewalk were too hot for them to stand still, and especially to the sort of old people who claim they never slept anyway. From the doorsteps and fire escapes, they kept watch through the humid night, grandmothers cooing like pigeons and picking their black cotton stockings, grandfathers with their eyes shut, their chairs tipped back, dreaming out loud of that legendary summer in the old country when all the grapes shriveled on the vine, when the trout boiled alive in Lake Maggiore and floated belly up so that the whole lake shone in the moonlight like this. And here, the old men would reach in their pockets for a nickel or a shiny dime. This summer, they said, was a hundred times worse. Compared to Mulberry Street, Lake Maggiore smelled like a rose garden. At this, their wives nodded, even the ones who could usually be counted on to remember another time, in another place, when everything was bigger and better and more extreme. Each morning, the papers ran photos of pretty girls in bathing suits, frying eggs on midtown sidewalks. Each morning, some desperate mother asked her children, If I cooked on the pavement, would you eat? But her grumpy children only shook their heads, and even the best eaters would touch nothing but a slice of melon, a glass of milk, a peach. By noon, the bakeries were like steam baths, the bread like hot towels. Frank Manzoni, the vegetable man, took to burying his wilted spinach beneath the last fresh leaves and stuffing it into paper bags, quick, so the housewives wouldn't see. The women knew that the spinach was wilted and bought it anyhow because it was so hot that no one could stand to eat meat. No one knew this better than Joseph Santangelo, the butcher, whose cash register hadn't rung since early June.